welcome to the first episode of Easily Said. I'm your host, Leander Chula, and this podcast is basically a fun literary review with lots of gossip because I like gossiping and I like literature as well. And you know, I'm not even afraid to admit that because a lot of you like gossiping and you don't even say yourself that you like gossiping. Like, you're just like, nah, I don't talk. Can't she? Anyways, sorry. Um, that was a big ghetto, but <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome to the first episode. I hope you guys enjoy this and you learn something. And I'm learning through the process as well. And hopefully you start reading more. I think reading is a great way to open up your mind and for you to be more in tune with the world around you and even with the world within yourself with with your world internally with your head with your heart your mind and your soul and i hope that me being concise and short and sweet could lead you to read more um (laughs) and if you don't want to read whole books or poems or dramas you always have my podcast to kind of be like oh i still kind of know about a book which is always good knowledge which is always fun so um this is my first project like this so please don't be too dodgy and hopefully it goes well it's just a passion project and you know i i would love to continue doing stuff that i'm passionate about so yeah let's get into it our first book it's not going to be books every week by the way it's going to be like a plethora of things it's going to be dramas it's going to be novels short stories poems yeah lots of shakespeare because i love shakespeare but our first episode isn't going to be shakespeare because i do understand that the english is kind of hard to understand and yeah that will require i think like one hour episodes and i'm really not ready to speak for one hour trying to explain to you how shakespeare is trying to insult people (laughs) in old-timey english so we're gonna start with something a little more relatable or you know more in tune with what people are reading today for our first episode oh my gosh this is so fun our first novel of our first episode is going to be small island by andrea levy um yes by andrea levy Uh, small island is a beautiful book it has four protagonists so four main characters and what's great about it is that it's narrated by four different people and you know you see events unfold from four different perspectives and then they kind of all conglomerate they kind of all join into one great book and one great story it's like four different stories that just merge into one story and you know it's just all beautiful and mushy (laughs) the narrative structure of the book is really interesting in terms of how we perceive things and especially because the four narrators are so different they're really really different human beings but you see that their experiences intersect and intertwine it's really beautiful so for those of you who haven't read small island and i know it's not that um 
what is it called not f- that not that famous of a book um we're just gonna do like a brief synopsis of small island so that you know we we're all kind of on the same page of what the book is what it's about small island is a keenly examined story exploring the prejudices that existed and still do around the racial inequality in post-world war ii britain the novel flips back forward from 1948 to a time before gilbert and hortense our jamaican immigrants um, immigrated to britain it delves into the world of our four main characters minds through themes of imperialism colonialism and war with a narrow focus on love racism identity and mixed race our four protagonists are bernard bly queenie bly gilbert joseph and hortense joseph andrea levy weaves four people's stories and four plots into one cohesive narrative she oscillates between past and present gilbert hortense queenie and bernard tell stories individually hortense never had dreams of moving to england the same way gilbert did but she met a friend while she was at a teacher school or teacher's training she had big dreams of teaching in a really fancy private school with snooty children because she was also a snooty fancy woman she met celia who she befriended almost instantly and she basically stole celia's man hortense stole gilbert away from celia and they got married and their marriage was not a marriage out of love it was a marriage out of necessity or you could call it a deal almost so gilbert had to find a way to go back to england because he had these big dreams of going back after working in the royal air force he saw lots of the world and he saw that what jamaica had to offer was not what he was looking for or what he had explored during his time fighting the war so he wanted to go back to england and he wanted to create a life for himself as a lawyer actually but he did not have any money to go hortense did have some money and she gave gilbert the condition that she gives him this money they get married and once he settles down there in england gets a house gets a job she will travel there hortense always had this false idea of what england would be she expected this opulent beautiful modern place but she came post-war and it was run down people were extremely unfriendly it wasn't as welcoming or as warm as she expected it to be and she was really disappointed by what england was firstly and especially by her living situation she had no idea that she would come to england to live in somebody else's house firstly and rent out one room literally just one room with no toilet just one room they lived in one room hortense wasn't thrilled about that so gilbert hortense's husband moved to england 
with big dreams obviously of law school and becoming a lawyer and finding a better life for himself but that didn't work because he was a black man and yeah that didn't work in the 1940s Gilbert was lucky enough to have befriended a lady named Queenie while he was serving in the RAF or Royal Air Force. Their friendship bloomed and they hung out together a lot. They they went for tea, they had conversations of great um, intellect and they really enjoyed each other's company. So when he finally came back to England, he asked Queenie if he could rent space within her house and she was abiding and that's how he started living there queenie left her farm life to live with her aunt and while she was living with her aunt she met a man named bernard bly he was really unremarkable uninteresting almost their marriage did start off okay but their marriage was kind of on the rocks it wasn't perfect at all there was a lot of indifference and difference between them which made things i think a little difficult for both of them especially while a war was going on obviously you want to be with somebody you like and i don't think they liked each other a lot or at least queenie didn't and there were a lot of things going on in their marriage she was trying to have a baby but you know it just it just it never happened so a few years into the war bernard was called to fight for his country in india he did not come back for years so but he did return to england to a near town but he just never returned home queenie tries to befriend hortense but hortense is extremely stuck up and snobby and queenie is extremely down to earth and gritty and hortense was not really up for that she she didn't want friends who were the ghetto (laughs) hortense was really calm and like to herself when it came to queenie and was not very befriending of her and you could see that queenie was very lonely because her father-in-law died and obviously her husband just did not show up she, she did need a friend but hortense was not was not going to be that for her because hortense was not interested in the ghetto at all during this time gilbert did work for a mailing company and he was treated really unfairly at his place of work hortense did not really seem to understand the racial tension that was going on within England and assume that you know everything was just butterflies and daisies when it truly wasn't in that time so Bernard comes back out of the blue like towards the end of the book he comes back and Queenie is not having it she gave him the cold shoulder the whole time and Bernard was shocked and almost repulsed even that there were black people living in his house Queenie's house served as um, a refuge almost for people who weren't accepted in society 
or society at that time there were black people there were people of different religions and there was a sex worker um there was a prostitute living in their house bernard was so repulsed by this he he couldn't he couldn't deal with it he, he couldn't take it it made him really angry queenie obviously let these people into her house so she was very different from bernard in that aspect because she had open arms to these people and she let them in because she knew that nobody else was going to let them in a few days after bernard's return queenie gives birth now everybody's confused also the reader is confused because her husband has been away for years on end and now she's pregnant <laughs> now she's giving birth he hasn't even been home for nine months uh he's been home for like a week or a few days and you know now she's popping out a baby so everybody was like whoa girl so she gave birth to the baby at home hortense was kind enough to help her now here's the kick the baby that came out of miss mrs queenie bly was black she gave birth to a black child everybody assumed that it was gilbert's child but but it wasn't it wasn't gilbert's child it was michael robert's child she had a fling with this man who worked in the royal air force and he was jamaican as well they they made a baby basically they, they made a baby so fast forward bernard is really upset he, he can't believe it he assumes it's gilbert also hortense is like whoa what were you doing while you were married to me with this white woman in britain like what's going on but it wasn't gilbert's child it was michael joseph's obviously queenie ends up giving away her baby to hortense and gilbert because she knows that she won't be able to raise a black child not because she doesn't want to and not because she won't love the child but because she knew that bernard was going to be nasty to the child and society as it was was just going to be nasty to the child as well and she didn't see herself fit to take care or to lead a black child into this world gave her child away to people who are more equipped more relatable people who will be able to kind of steer the child in the right direction and give them better advice than, than a white woman could to a black child she gives the child away and hortense and gilbert move out into their own house finally in love i think hortense had a lot of animosity towards gilbert she really wasn't interested in him at first she was repulsed as i said i think their experiences especially of discrimination together in england made them a stronger couple and i think they did finally leave in love that's basically the plot i tried to be as short as possible our topic for today is the one that got away i think within all these characters there is a sense of incompleteness in who they are or in at least who the world perceives them to be they weren't whole people and if you do read the book you do see how they were missing something whether it was happiness or a sense of grounding or contentment 
you could tell that there was something missing. The essence of this is that we lose ourselves to circumstances, but it seems like we always assume that the one that got away was another person that maybe we were in a relationship with. What if the one that got away was a version of yourself that you weren't ready to let go of or that you weren't ready to lose? What if the one that got away was you? And I think I relate to this on a lot of like personal levels um, when it comes to the one that got away. Uh, Quite recently, I was thinking about an ex like from really from like two years ago and you know i was like damn like is he the one that got away and i was only thinking about that because i was exiting a really terrible relationship and i was thinking i let go of somebody who treated me right and just ended up in a relationship with somebody who treated me terribly and like shit i i was really down about it i was like oh like he's probably the one that got away until i realized after thinking about it for so long is that he never got away he was never the one that got away there was a version of me that was taken away from me or that i last saw when i was with him and i missed that person i wanted her back i, I was like I, I want that version of leander back because i miss her and I, I think she's amazing and i think she's great but you know we're put in these situations whether it's it doesn't have to be in a relationship whether it's a relationship a circumstance a situation a moment and it takes away a part of you and then you realize that you are the one that got away that you're not you anymore and there's this version of you who you miss terribly and somebody or something has stolen that from you has just completely taken that away from you and and this atmosphere or this theme that we have of longing for people i don't really think these characters or even ourselves in real life are ever longing for someone else we're just kind of longing for ourselves or who we think we should be we could see that in all four of the characters gilbert lost his pride in himself in his blackness in his jamaicanness as he served for a country that was very cruel to him that he thought he could find solace in that he fought for he was risking his life for but it never paid him back and and he lost himself in that war he he completely lost everything he thought was important about him the world was telling him that that's not important about you anymore and they have queenie who gave up her light and her sense of well-being and her positivity this sort of magnetic aura around her for this man bernard Bly who was really just gray and dull and boring and queenie was none of those things then we have hortense who is really interesting because i feel like with hortense we never really see who she actually is because hortense is trying to be somebody who she thinks she should be 
and that that's just not her and you could tell that she's really trying to be posh and prim and proper and really cookie cutter but it's so evident that this isn't her and she's so caught up in who she wanted to be that i don't think she ever knew who she was and also as readers we we never knew who she was but i do think certain characteristics that she had did start coming out in the latter parts of the novel but there was never really any sort of character development or us seeing who hortense is at the core who is hortense we don't know but we know what she's trying to be and then we have bernard who lost his pride in who he was he thought he was a good nice man and it was kind of like a reality check for him i think he lost this version of himself that he thought he was just to be introduced to a version just for him to be introduced to who he actually is and he he and he had lost that person he lost who he thought he was to the war and he had to accept who he was because of the war the war forced him into acceptance that this was who he was so going back to michael roberts michael roberts was queenie's lover yes but he was also hortense's cousin i know this sounds really strange but hortense was actually in love with her cousin while they were back in jamaica um she admired and adored him but he had to leave because he was extremely scandalous and he did something that brought imminent shame upon their family he was also queenie's lover who had left her pregnant and went to canada and didn't speak to her at all afterwards not a letter nothing he he just left it was a fling Um, so in many ways michael roberts could be the one that got away for both queenie and hortense but i don't think he's the one that got away for queenie as i said we lose these versions of ourselves or who we are two people and we assume they're the one that got away when queenie was around michael roberts she was so fervent and passionate and very free-minded and less twatty but when michael roberts left it was like those parts of her were leaving as well and she was back to her old gray boring life michael roberts wasn't the one that got away from her but you know she lost lots of herself i believe to him also in terms of her pregnancy or the baby she was carrying for nine months she gave that baby away when that baby represented and symbolized a lot um, the passion the love the adrenaline and the bravery it took for her to have a relationship with a black man she gave that away that's very symbolic in terms of how we give away parts of ourselves or we hide parts of ourselves just to survive just so that we feel like we will be accepted or we feel like life will be easier if we're not a certain way or we don't have a certain characteristic about ourselves and that's what queenie did she could not live with a black child because she was not ready for the ridicule not at all but she was able to love a black man extremely ironic and i think when we do talk about the one that got away 
in this aspect or in this light we talk about losing ourselves a lot of it has to do with identity nancy m grace a scholar explains the phenomenon of identity and identification as the individual is the compilation of concentric circles centers fluctuating boundaries expanding with the telling of each new story so what is identity what makes us who are we i believe this theme of identity it 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 poses just a lot of questions to the reader what makes us us is it our gender our class our race when we strip all those things gender expression our money our jobs our social standing who are we left with are we hollow empty shells without the titles pronouns or color or does that make up identity and i think identity was really boldly explored in small island so in terms of identity let's talk about gilbert as soon as the pride of being a strong black man was taken away from him and he was told that this is not right who was he he was empty and hollow and he was depressed and angry and frustrated because he felt like who he was was terrible but are these markers really who we are are these things about ourselves really who we are and i think a lot of women could relate or understand what i say when i talk about identity personally for me i'm still trying to figure out what my identity is past being a strong black woman is that all i am am i just a, a, a strong black woman and you know once you strip all the, those away once you're just a human once that's your only identification marker and you strip all those things away you really start you really start questioning things because you don't even know if it is who you are or it's who the world has told you that you are so there's this it's it's very nuanced but it's extremely in your face within the book about identity and i think it could make a lot of us think especially women because what are we without our titles without motherhood without sisterhood without friendship what are we beyond that what are we past that and even for people of color what are you past your color what am i past being a black woman i know that it is something that a lot of people struggle with and maybe not a lot of people talk about but it's it's their identity what are you past your pronouns so there are a few symbols within this book but i'm going to focus on one symbol which is queenie's house so queenie's house represents comfort and refuge and liberation however it does represent subversive progress and regressive traditionalism at the same time so let's unpack that subversive progress and regressive traditionalism 
Queenie's house housed the most, in, in those days I'd say, the most progressive people. Um, so it housed a sex worker and it housed black people, it housed immigrants. However, it was extremely paradoxical in who was living in that house because you have Bernard who was extremely traditional within his beliefs and did not want to leave his regressive way of thinking behind. He was extremely racist and he hated the idea that he had to share his home with people he did not approve of. In many ways, it was a pillar of progress. But in many ways, it's it. But a lot of the time, Andrea Levy, the author, did not hesitate to kind of slap you in the face with the fact that although they're being housed here, they're still being treated badly and like they're not human. So is this really progress or is it extremely regressive? That's so the house isn't only a place of refuge, but it is also a battleground. Let's think of this house as a person. And I think all people could relate to this house. Just like any human mind, any human body. We have all lived in this body for all our lives. We could call it a house, right? It, it houses us in our bodies for all our lives. And we're never going to live in another body but many of the times the views that we hold or the morals that we have may be extremely contradicting and that gets very confusing when it's you have different views in one mind and different voices and you're trying to kind of unpack and think about that so the same way the house was a battleground and in, in many ways, that's a metaphor for the human condition and the human mind. So let's take an example of Gilbert. Gilbert was so proud and happy with who he was and his views and his identity till he was put in an environment that was uncomfortable. This frustration that Gilbert had with the world was only because the body that was housing him was a topic of conversation. It led for people to talk about him and to jeer at him and to ridicule him. And as humans, that's that's how we are. We're extremely paradoxical. We have these notions and views that really just are extremely oxymoronic and it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But, you know, it's your body and it's you and it's your mind. No matter how crazy everything is up there, you're not going to leave it because it's home. And it's where you always be. And Andrea Levy used Queenie's house as such a great way for us to kind of unpack and understand that our bodies are in many ways place of refuge and comfort because they're ours but in a lot of ways it's extremely uncomfortable to live with our thoughts 
just because of how paradoxical they are and how opposing they are, which could lead to your mind being a battlefield or a battleground. And the beauty about this house, about Queenie's house, is that despite the issues and despite the problems, everything kind of worked itself out in the end. And that's how life is in general it just it, we, it just works itself out and our head rearranges itself to accommodate us better to make us more comfortable living in this body that we were given so i think a lot of us could kind of relate to this sort of um confusion i would say especially if you're black and you're zambian especially if you're a person of color and you're living in an ex-british colony that still has a lot of british influence or british influence from a long time ago of course but in zambia at least i've seen that a lot of people try and refute tradition and refute culture and refute who they actually were to strive for this westernized version of what life should be and they kind of leave who they actually are and there's not there's nothing wrong with striving for it i think it's very progressive and modern and that's good but at what cost are you going to deny your language, deny your color, deny your upbringing, deny your tradition for you to fit in to a world that was never meant for you to fit into? Until that world could accommodate your tradition and your culture and the, the beauty and richness that you carry from your home country, then maybe that, that world isn't for you. Until it's okay with your language and with your tradition and with your food, then that's the world for you. But I think it's also translated into like legislation. There's there's a lot of laws, rules, and policies that we do have in Zambia that are from our colonial times that haven't changed, and we stick to that to this British version of zambia i would say also official language is english we don't recognize any of our local languages as official languages which is crazy how far are you going to accept the identity that is pushed onto you how long are you going to accept that identity and not accept who you are and what your identity actually is and where you come from where your roots are embedded strong deep into the ground into this country i'm not ridiculing anybody who feels uncomfortable with their background or their tradition or their culture but i do feel like this theme of colonialism and race does transcend more than our two jamaicans but any ex-british colony or any person that lives in an ex-British colony is going to relate to Gilbert's and Hortense's story because, because there's such a contradiction in who they are and who they're expected to be or what is accepted by society. 
so when it does come to identity i do believe that colonialism does really mess with people's heads especially if you're in an ex-colony it's very confusing just because of how deep or how embedded you know colonial rule has it's, it's really left its stain on on culture and zambia and who we are um just something for you to think about about identity who are you past your role your belongings your race and your gender or do those things make you who you are and are you comfortable with who you are or who you're presenting to the world or who the world perceives you to be are you comfortable with that version of yourself or the versions of yourself in other people's heads and do you feel like your identity is determined by your circumstance and status or is it determined by who you are but obviously what makes up who you are that's it for our first episode of easily said i am so thankful that you've gotten to this far i hope that the book was interesting and you know maybe you could read it and get the whole story instead of the extremely quick narration i gave you I would love it if you subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to this on. I hope you subscribe to this podcast if if you liked it and if you didn't like it that's okay. Maybe there will be another episode that's more fun or that you enjoy more. But I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you're into any other sort of books or like one book recommendations or would like me to cover certain topics, even if it's just not about books, like history, social issues, you could always hit me up and tell me and we'll work something out. So, thank you. Catch you later. This is easily said. Thank you.